Hello and welcome back to We've Never Been Clicked. I'm Cuppy Cup, and today I'm delighted to have two very special guests from the Banner Society. I'm joined by Holly Anderson. How are you, Holly? Hey, doing well. Awesome. And of course, also joined by second or third time guest of the show, Ryan Nanny. Will I be allowed to sing on this episode or not? (laughs) Absolutely not. Okay. I was planning to bring this up. So you ended the show actually a year or two ago when you sang Islands in the Stream with me. Yeah. Ryan, did you take the Dolly part? Um, I think so. I don't remember offhand. I think you were, you started as Dolly and then just started singing the whole thing (laughs) by yourself. Yeah. The show went on hiatus for over a year after that episode. So we'll kind of just see what happens. (laughs) And it was funny because since that was the only episode that was out there, I think it has more listens than any other episode just because it was the only thing people would hit for years. That's right. It's called having the magic touch sucker. Hearing you speak right now, for some reason, reminded me, Ryan, my wife has to track all of my daily activities. We have a a board of post-it notes. So if I have to like email somebody on Thursday, I get a post-it note for it. Mm -hmm. We had one for today that said nanny interview. And our, the person who helps us with childcare saw that. Oh no. And they think that we're looking for another nanny. (laughs) There is a subplot in Downton Abbey that actually ends with this same misunderstanding. And the maid who thinks she's getting fired actually attempts to murder uh, the lady of the house. So your wife should watch herself. (laughs) That's absolutely happening because I don't think she believes us when I said like this is a person that I'm going to be interviewing for a podcast. It was too elaborate, I think, of a cover up. Yeah. If it's any comfort um, to her, let her know that I've been saddled with this name my whole life and it hasn't been great. <laughs> and the the spelling didn't help at all because my handwriting is so bad that the I looked like it could be anything. Man, you're, you're a little bit of a disaster, aren't you? It was a hint when I told you that my wife has to put up a post-it note if I have to send an email. I wasn't going to say anything about it. I was going to let that go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's a really sad, sad thing. I have a note today for air filters, and it's like looming over my head to change to air filters. So basically, all your wife has to do to blackmail you is be like, I'll just stop with the post-its. Your life will come to a screeching halt. That's right. Could she get you to commit a series of elaborate murders? You know, buy, <laughs> buy shovel and masking tape. That's the thing. It's been going on so long, I don't even question the post-its. I what's, just... uh, what's this post-it about Dark Passenger mean? <laughs> I'm like uh, Reggie Jackson in the second Naked Gun movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Obviously, anytime I would be happy to have you all on the show, but there's something special happening in the college football internet world this month, and that is that you're launching the Banner Society. So, so first, when does that launch? Launch day is today, we hope. Yeah. Awesome. Launching today. So what's going on over there? Have you all been on summer vacation or are you ramping up content? It's probably a healthy mix of both. We have been working on, you know, the written pieces that we're going to start putting together over at Banner Society. We've also talked about what we're going to do besides just the website. Basically, you know, what we want to do with the existing podcasts uh, and what we want to do with live shows, what we want to do with new podcasts. We're starting to screw around with Twitch a little bit. Uh, Holly runs our Instagram account. 
and yeah, just sort of, I, I think we mostly, not just this summer, but with the project as a whole, wanted to hit pause and say, okay, what do we do in terms of covering and talking about and cracking jokes on and analyzing college football? And why do we do it that way? And not like take a moment to sort of like get off of that hamster wheel and say, okay, what do we want to do? What do we think people want to do with us and sort of take advantage of an opportunity to start somewhat fresh in a lot of ways. Is Holly in charge? And if not, why is that? (laughs) Let's just say Holly's fine. You know what? Holly's in charge. No, no, now I'll get emails. No, no, wait, wait. Um, I guess so. So technically I'm in charge. Although to say that, to say that sounds very weighty and meaningful when you consider the people involved. Like I'm in charge of Spencer Hall is sort of like saying I have a pet shark. It's like, <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that you're in control of that situation, friend. Just go ahead and get in that pool. He loves hugs. That sounds about right. I was curious about this just because I have a, a very serious business background. Why did y'all decide not to just move the name every day should be Saturday off into its own realm. And you kind of are starting from scratch. ADSPS is so strongly associated with Spencer and at times throughout history uh, with me and Ryan. And it's what we're doing is more than that. You know, I didn't want to just, and I, I say, I like this was my decision. It's something that Spencer has been thinking about doing for a long time now, you know, that, that site has existed in one form or another since 2005. You know, that's a really long time to have any job uh, in the country we live in right now. It's an insanely long time to have an internet job. And we all kind of wanted to avoid the impression that, hey, we're just grafting Bud Elliott uh, and Stephen Godfrey and Richard Johnson and Alex Kirshner onto the side of EDSBS in, in individual little sidecars. Hooray. Um, you know, we didn't we didn't want it to be just about Spencer. We wanted a, a space where we could highlight the analytical work uh, and the work in recruiting that Bud has been doing, where we could show off our our youthful talents uh, in Richard Johnson and Alex Kirshner. And uh, like this is the goofiest coach speak uh, imaginable, but it's not just about one person. There's also an element of like. You can, this is super dorky. You can think of EDSBS as um, like a Dungeons and Dragons game that was played over the course of almost 15 years. And so for, if you were new to it coming in, like there was a shitload of lore and in-jokes and sort of established um, language that could be really impenetrable if you were an outsider and if you were somebody who just like, didn't really know what you were getting into. And I don't think that was by design and it's not, it wasn't necessarily a bad thing for that community as it existed. But I, I think we really want to like the society is a name is a part of the name that we picked very intentionally. We want this to feel like a place where people can from all over the college football universe, both in terms of like, you know, you feel like, you know, everything and watch every team and read every preview and absorb every statistic and people who are kind of new to this sport and trying to figure out what the hell this broken shambling machine uh, that uh, some combination of state legislatures and the federal government and TV money and 
boosters have cobbled together over the last 150 years actually is. I think that's me. You've just described me. I've been following college football for 25 years, but I have the knowledge of someone who's been following it for about two weeks. (laughs) You should go to a doctor for that. (laughs) (laughs) That was dorkier than I ever imagined, even after you had that preface. When you start your Dungeons and Dragons Banner Society podcast, please let me come on as a guest. I just want to make a guest appearance. Sure. I've never never played Dungeons and Dragons, if that matters. I find that so hard to believe. Thank you. I'm certain it doesn't matter as well. (laughs) We are all paladins. I saw y'all were hiring a producer for the shutdown full cast. Is that something that is still in the works or have you identified somebody? Uh, We're still, we are still working on that. We are uh, through several rounds of interviews now and we're going to hopefully have an announcement here in the next few weeks, but this is somebody who's, going to produce both the shutdown full cast and PAPN. So as you might imagine, it takes a while to find somebody who can put up with both Ryan and Godfrey. Yeah, that's scary. That would be like finding someone to run social media accounts for uh, University of Texas and Texas A&M at yeah, the same time. Yeah, it's, it's Wait, actually a lot like that. Is Godfrey A&M or am I A&M? Godfrey is absolutely Texas. He's rich. <laughs> <laughs> He's rich and he wears boots everywhere. I don't know if I look good in white pants. That's never stopped anyone at Texas A&M. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, I think you would look great in uh, overalls as well. That's that, I believe. That, wait, why can't Spencer be Texas A&M then? No, I think it's got to be you. Yeah, the full cast is A&M and PAPM is Texas. Oh, that I, that I can go with. Yeah. yeah. I had a question from it. Whenever I throw questions out to Twitter, the only people who respond are people who write for Good Bull Hunting because they all have day jobs. And I think they have like a fear of missing out on participating in in some of the fun stuff. Cool Hand Lucas, who you've actually blocked on Twitter, Holly, and we've we've tried a couple of times to figure out what happened by searching the history. It's weird that people think I remember this. Like each individual? It's sweet, but... Sorry, if you think that I think about it for one second after it happens or ever again in the rest of my life, I, I got to disappoint you. I also I also explained this. You used the like block list app for a while, right? Oh, yeah. Until Twitter killed it. Uh, I had it set up following Bill Barnwell and Bomani's blocks. Oh, that's got to be it then. You don't have to have interacted with me at all. I try to minimize the amount of people that I talk to on Twitter. Don't think like, what did I do to Holly? Think... Did Bill Barnwell block me? And the answer is almost certainly yes. It's just the question is, am I an asshole generally, not was I an asshole to Holly? Right. Oh, you don't even have to be an asshole. I'll block people just for being tedious. (laughs) Um, I'm sure Lucas is fine. If he can show me that he has signed up for the Banner Society newsletter, uh, I'm happy to unblock him. Ooh, wow. Do you have a premium version, like a paid version? I think we should make him do that. During the charity bowl, I told EDSBS commenters uh, that I would unblock them for a $500 donation to charity. And only one person took me up on it. Sorry, I broke. It would be funny if he's now reblocked. Oh, you know, <laughs> I actually thought about that. If I told you, man, it, it's going to be a situation where it's like unblock and then immediately mute. The, the fact that people want to follow me that badly makes me feel really bad for them when they finally get back in and they're like this for this. I, I'm amazed when anybody doesn't have me muted because 
you know, sometimes I'll just go off for two weeks and, and tweet constantly about something no one cares about. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Jason's had me muted for a couple of years now. And uh, I'll have to admit, like, it keeps me up at night thinking about how he, he's not interacting with me anymore. Can I can I offer a quick little insight into how I use Twitter? Because mm-hmm. I think it's kind of saving my life. Um, when I when I left sports like three and a half years ago uh, and set out to cover the presidential election instead because I didn't have enough threats of beheading mm-hmm. and government in my inbox, I kind of stopped reading Twitter, like reading my reading the homepage. Um, I have a list that has like twenty people on it. That's like my colleagues and a few close friends, and that's it. Uh, and sometimes I will go without reading that list for like four or five days because it's not that many people I can catch up all at once. The the thing about Twitter that I think would really make everybody happy is if we all just admitted that we're shouting into a void, uh, which is what I do. I just tweet and I don't read anybody else. I think that's probably the healthiest way to approach Twitter. Well, it's my way of approximating my dream Twitter audience, which is a million followers and no mentions. I mean, <laughs> I mean, this is this is. I hate to say this. That's almost exactly how Skip Payless uses Twitter. <laughs> well, listen, listen, like Skip, all I want is a huge audience that never challenges me in any way. That's true. Yeah, that's good. I didn't. I didn't even think about the block app that. They should bring that back. Until like a year ago when Twitter blocked all third-party APIs, I had been using it for like five years. And it's great, man. Like I don't even have to do uh, – I let Bill and Bomani's fingers do a lot of the walking for me. Please don't <laughs> isolate that audio. How, how large <laughs> – if you made a city out of the people Bill Barnwell has blocked, how large is that city? Does it have a congressional representative? So if you think of it in terms of like – like an old movie about a, a an old exploitation movie about like seeking some master of an ancient martial art. Yeah. You defeat me maybe on, on the, on the deck of a ship. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you climb the, the ship is docked at this remote Island and you climb this mountaintop and at the top of it, there's Bo, right. And you fight Bo uh, and maybe you win and you're like, Oh, I've beaten the game. And then the clouds clear and this stone staircase reveals itself spiraling up into heaven. And that's where Barnwell is up there. <laughs> Barnwell has, has more serene self-possession about ignoring people uh, than I could ever hope to obtain in my life. I don't block anybody. It's like the, what is it? The comic book scene that people post on Twitter where the guy's just sitting amongst all the trash and he feels at home. That's, that's my, <laughs> my whole life. I view blocking as a win-win. Like it, Spencer and I have this argument a lot. I think muting is low-key meaner, which is what he does, because it's like a shadow ban, right? Like they're still screaming and they think you're listening, but you're not. I, I think blocking is way more courteous. Like I want you to know that this conversation is over and we can both move on with our lives. I agree with you. I think muting is very passive aggressive. So that was quite an aside from his question, but Cool Hand Lucas did ask, want to ask y'all a question. So he sign up to the newsletter. That's right. I'll I'll talk to him offline because I highly doubt he listens to the show. Um, although he is on it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Are y'all like that? Do you listen to your own show? No, absolutely I think I'm not. the only one who does. Yeah, Holly okay. does, but I can't. I can't do it. I listen when I'm not on, and I really enjoy <laughs> it. But like, no, I don't know. I can't stand the sound of my own recorded voice. Your non-producer doesn't do you any favors. No offense, Ryan. No. 
Sorry, what was what was Lucas's question? <laughs> so who who wins? This is like the old uh, kind of meme-ish question, but with different animals. Who wins a fight, a 50-foot gator or 1,000 rabid possums? Mm. I don't think possums can swim. I don't. And, and is a possum going to pierce a gator's hide? Yeah, I kind of doubt it. I think I think this the wily gator lets the possums pile up on it, swims into the lake and drowns them all. Like just sinks and brings them all to the bottom with him. Yeah. Is that a metaphor for the Will Muschamp years? Yes, it is. <laughs> we were all wondering. <laughs> the, yeah, I agree with you. I think it might take a few weeks, but that the gator would ultimately win out on that one. A 50-foot gator whip, whipping its tail around? That shit's like, it's going to be batting. Pre- it's going to be like home run derby out there. Just rabid possums flying all over the place. I would like, this is, you know, a lot of these questions I'm like, oh, that would just sort of be unpleasant to watch. This one I would like, if you said, hey, uh, planet Earth is running out of ideas and they've started staging these, I would watch this one for sure. Yeah, I, I have a soft spot for possums, though, because we did something sinister unintentionally. We put out like little bait traps uh, for rodents around our house, and it only attracted possums who were fine. <laughs> we're fine with possums. We don't we don't want to to poison the possums. Oh, no. Sad. Yeah, <laughs> this is a morbid we, uh, episode of We've Never Been Clicked. Naturally, <laughs> every time Ryan's on. I bring joy. I bring joy (laughs) to the world. (laughs) And then cut to islands in the stream. Yeah. And uh, Rush also had a question. This is a a little more in line with uh, something that that would be interesting to talk about. He wants to know your fantasy SEC championship matchup. For this year specifically? See, I assumed it was this year, and I don't know how plausible it needs to be. Let's do this year specifically. Um, I have one, Holly. If you want to go first, you can. Like, there's just nothing entertaining in the SEC East at all is my problem. I think Florida would be good for the Banner Society. No. Uh, no. no we, don't, we don't know what to do in Florida. No, I'm not going to put up with those people. <laughs> um, Kentucky out of the East and, oh, hell, A&M out of the West. Sure. There it is. I was also going to A&M, but I actually want them to play Georgia because oh, I, God. I think that is just, like, a real big anxiety anxiety combination that I would very much enjoy. Uh, so I went immediately to, oh, Kentucky and A&M, because I feel like these guys would low-key get along. And you're like, oh, Kentucky, or you, you said you said Georgia A&M, because everyone's going to want to murder each other. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think, I think for non-Aggies, A&M in that game would be funny for like six hours until – you know, with the Aggies, like, puffing out our chests. and mm-hmm. Oh, do y'all know. do that? No, no, not at all. I also, for what it's worth, I do think a Georgia A&M SEC championship game would be fun as hell to watch. Oh, yeah. Well, we play them toward the end of the regular season. So this would be a, a rematch, kind of like the uh, the LSU-Alabama game. Well, or like the Auburn-Georgia game from, uh, what was that, two years ago? You've you've tapped the extent of my college football history knowledge. You said you only know two weeks worth. You're right. That's right. (laughs) It must be so peaceful, though. Like you have fewer cherished memories, but also you're not toting around so many regrets. Yeah, I I have like a clean slate um, as far as every college football season, which is is really liberating. But it also makes me very naive and ignorant and people get mad at me. That sounds healthy, honestly. I sent out a a call for questions way too early in the morning. I think our average listener probably wakes up at about noon um, on a weekday. 
Julie had a, a question. She wanted you to take it or leave it, whether Thursday games are just a money grab and they're bad for the fans. We play Texas State on Thursday next week. I don't know that I have ever attended a Thursday game in person. I, frankly, I don't know if Florida, the last time Florida's played one. I enjoy a Thursday night Georgia Tech game. You've done that in person? Yeah, yeah. I feel like, to a large extent, we we overthink a lot of things uh, in determining what is or is not you know, good for society. I have a very basic take on this that has no layers to it whatsoever. Hey, here's another day that I get to watch football on. Yeah, that's where like, I'm at. That's, that's as far as I've thought it through. Um, I like having, uh, I like going over to Georgia Tech on a, like a nice October evening uh, and watching Virginia Tech kick the shit out of them. I will say that it it does stink now that Thursday has become sort of a kind of a dumping ground for some games. It it used to have a lot more, um, like a lot more electricity, and you would you would get more interesting games to be like, okay, this is a good opportunity for me to watch two teams that I might not otherwise watch on a Saturday, or I might not otherwise get to focus on as much. And now, like it's really hard to think about the last time we had a good, interesting Thursday night game in part because colleges and the scheduling masters have sort of given them up. There, there may be some good secondary reasons for it. They may say like, yeah, season ticket holders hate it because it's harder to get into town and tailgate and do the whole thing on a Thursday than it is on a Saturday afternoon. And like, it's less pleasant for the student athletes and like, like there, there are obviously some logistical questions for it. And at that point, like, I think we should either kill it or try to give it one more boost and say like, no, we're actually going to make these interesting marquee or like second level marquee games. I also really hate the notion of seeding nights or or days on the schedule to the NFL as though those are the same sport at all. Like I absolutely hate the idea that we've um that we've surrendered Thursday night to Thursday night NFL. I don't give a shit about the Arizona Cardinals. Yep, exactly. I uh, there was a time in my life when I feel like every Thursday night game was Louisville playing in some interesting game and that yeah. that was fun. Like Louisville played I think Louisville Florida State um, the year FSU was kind of teetering and ended up getting blown out by Oregon in the Rose Bowl. Like, I think that was a Thursday night game, if, if my memory is correct. There are arguments for and against, like, all, all of this, depending on where you are in life. So, like, I'm just, I'm just speaking for myself as a person who has to watch a shit ton of games for work on Saturday. Uh, I like Thursday games because it breaks up my, my Saturday workload. And also, I just... I find that Thursday night games, it's easier for me to watch as a fan. Uh, but, you know, my my constituency of, you know, Saturday working sports writers is a very small one. But, you know, I can only speak for myself. No, we are the most important thing. And everything should revolve around <laughs> us. Listen, as a Medill grad. Uh, <laughs> it's amazing you put together a roster of all Medill grads. Congratulations. On we that. only the best. Uh, we're, we're a very, we're a very close uh, alumni association. <laughs> are you, so are y'all going to be uh, like going to games as credentialed media? What's the plan with that kind of coverage? So yes and no. Uh, we, 
we are less interested than ever in this era of uh, of sitting in the press box to cover a game and and sitting in a press conference after that. You know, there are there are plenty of newspaper still exists. Uh, ESPN is still hovering up there in the sky waiting to kill. You know, there are, there are plenty of places you can go for a game re- recap. We're interested and we, you know, if we have relationships with coaches who we want to talk to, there are times when that is maybe not the most pleasant way to watch a game, but it is the easiest. And but one thing that we are focusing on this year for example is we're going to try to go to more games. Uh, hello shutdown pull cap. We're going to try to go to more games just as fans, uh, just to meet our audience, uh, hang out with our audience. I am trying to organize a group to get up to Appalachian State's Halloween night game uh, in Boone. And we're, we're interested in getting a lot more back to just the experiential side of the game rather than sitting in a press box regurgitating quotes. I think everybody's over that at this point. Yeah, it's uh, that's a pet peeve of mine when because I follow all the Aggie beat writers. So whenever there's a press conference, you get the same quote twelve times, mm-hmm. and uh, you know nobody. And coaches nobody cares. don't like that either. You're never going to get anything interesting out of that unless you've got somebody who's always performing for the cameras. And even then, everybody else is going to get the same performative quote. Like I'm, what's I'm up, going- Mike Gundy? <laughs> yeah, Mike Gundy and Mike Leach, and then it pretty Mike much Gundy drops come off. on this podcast and fight me. What are the best things that our listeners, a lot of them were everyday should be Saturday fans. Uh, how, what should they be doing? Like, do you want them on your Twitch feed or your newsletter or just to go over to the website? Um, I guess it's a comment, like sort of poke around and look at, look at everything. The newsletter. Yes. We would welcome the, uh, welcome more subscribers there. And we'll probably also be using that for some more direct feedback from, from the audience, figure out, you know, God help us what people like and from a safe distance, don't worry. Um, and I think that goes for a lot of what we're doing. You know, it's such a small thing, but one thing that we're going to, we're going to do it uh, at Banner Society that we had largely gotten away from even at EDSBS in the last couple of years is to actually talk to commenters more. I like, I came up through this whole ecosystem as a commenter on every day should be Saturday and it yeah, kind of people are responsible for him. Yeah, that's true. Um, but it's so, so we want to seek out more opportunities where we can like talk to other college football fans and not just do that weird journalist, like my column from the mountain, I throw it at you and you chew it up. And then later maybe I t- tell my friends what an idiot you are for complaining about it. Like, I'd rather tell you what an idiot you are for complaining about it to your face. And then maybe we'll have a fun conversation. <laughs> about that. Um, yeah. That's sort of a like sprawling answer, but I think it's because it's kind of a sprawling thing that we're, that we're putting together. One distinction that I want to make sure we make as we're talking to people is, you know, we're not just launching a new site, you know, that, that is part of it, but we're, we're trying to build a new community where, you know, we we're trying to build a new community that is based on, some of the best experiences we've had over the last few years. Like I've, I've met a couple hundred EDSBS readers at this point over the years. And that sounds like a lot, but when you take out, when you like balance it out into how long I've been writing for the site, it's actually not that many. And we have like, God help us. We have made lifelong friends uh, out of, out of this commenter group. You know, we have had uh, weddings and babies have been produced out of that commentariat. And this is kind of our attempt to take 
take the best of that experience, take that common ground that we have in this idiotic sport and try and widen and, and try and widen that group a little bit more and see if see if there are more people like us out there. And we we think that they are. My threat to have a uh, kind of a talking dead after the thrones type show for shutdown full cast is still active. Oh, I warned Ryan about this. That's fine. You just remember the audio hate that comes with our show will find you and will hurt you. <laughs> I'll change my mind. There's not too much television. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and cut y'all loose and uh, and I'm gonna mosey on over and see what's going on at Banner Society. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see what what the mix of content is like with video and podcasts and and writing and and who's kind of got their hands in each thing. But I guess to an extent, you'll be figuring that out as you go as well. You're going to be shocked when it turns out just to be a nude gallery of you. You actually hit on another uh, another really important aspect of this. This is an experiment. You know, we we don't know what's going to hit and what's not going to hit. You know, we we have plans to play around on Twitch. We do not have plans to, like, make a video team and make college football videos. Um, we have plans to expand our podcast network and create more shows. We don't know if that's going to work or not. Um, we have we have plans to you know slow down our publishing rate so we can spend a little bit more time on our pieces and spend more time with our readers. We don't know if the readers want to spend more time with us or not, but we're we want to hear from you guys because you know part of getting down and and talking to talking to people that we've never really had time to do before because we're churning post, churning post, churning post is when we're talking to you, we also have to listen to you and hear about, you know, what you guys want and what you'd like to see more of, you know, uh, the, the sport is changing. The sport is changing. Media is changing. Journalism is changing. And we really do genuinely, God help us want to hear from, want to hear from our readers and want to know our readers better. Um, so this, this is an experiment. Uh, we're going to be changing things as they go. We're going to try and be very, sorry for this word, intentional um, about cutting things loose if they work or if they don't work. So if you like something, holler. If you don't, I'm sure you'll find a way to let us know. Right. Well, fantastic. It's going to be a lot of fun to follow. And I'm doing my part by texting my wife and telling her to add a post-it note for me to subscribe (laughs) to the newsletter because I'm a man child. Thank you, wife of cup. That's how we operate. Mrs. Cuppy Cup. Poor thing. Yeah. Thank you, 3M. (laughs) <laughs> well, thank you both for being here. I know you're busy with the the launch looming. Um, so I appreciate your time. And I know that our listeners do too. And I won't ask you to sing uh, on the way out today, Ryan, because that broke the show last time. That's for me now. Take that, suckers. <laughs> Perfect. Well, y'all have a great rest of the day and we'll uh, catch up once y'all get rolling. Sounds All right. Good. Thanks, Tim. All right. Take care. Bye. Never been clicked yet yeah.